Great stories, epic songs, Podplays. If you enjoy the new and original music you discover in Podplays, be sure to stream or download these songs anywhere you currently get your music. Simply search the artist name Podplays, and please remember to like, follow, and share with all your friends. Hey, I just wanted to take a quick second and tell you that if you want to be a fly on the wall in conversations you probably wouldn't be able to listen to otherwise, you really need to subscribe to the Marty Ray Project Chats podcast. Marty Ray and Chris Wallen chat with some of the most interesting people in entertainment, from Burt Kreischer and Vanilla to Faison Love, DDP, Dina Carter, Herb Dean. They chat with some really interesting people. This show is like potato chips. I guarantee you, you can't just listen to one. Subscribe, download, rate, and review the Marty Ray Project Chats wherever podcasts are heard. Welcome to Podplay's first unscripted original series, Coffee with the Chief. Starring James A. Hambrick, Ph.D. He's the chief of police in the Nashville suburb of Mount Juliet, while at the same time being pastor of Cloyd's Cumberland Presbyterian Church, a counselor, an author, and a singer. You are about to enjoy the true tales of Chief Hambrick as he shares stories from his career. Some will make you laugh, some will make you cry. Sometimes he steps back in his role as a police officer and steps forward in his role as a minister. But he'll always step into the breakfast diner to have a cup of coffee, to spin a yarn, or to sing a song. Let's sit down now for some coffee with the chief on Podblades. Them country folks slick down to Tennessee Trying to hit a lick like the lottery Better keep your hands where my eyes can see You'll be rolling with the man riding with the chief Them country folks look down in Tennessee Tryna hit a lick like the library Better keep your hands where my eyes can see You'll be rolling with the man riding with the chief Well, good morning, John. Good morning. Oh, not you two guys again. And you've got somebody new with you this morning. Oh, Lord, I hope he's ready for y'all. <sighs> How you doing, Glenda? Well, I'm doing good. It has been busy already this morning. I have been running crazy like a runaway train. But look now, are y'all going to just sit here and drink coffee again? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. You know the deal, Glenda. What kind do you want, John? Well, I got onto this new kick. I'm into... A mocha chocolate with chai milk and a little matcha tea and like maybe some cinnamon on the top. Y'all got that? Oh, no. You're going to get black or you're going to get two creams. Now, which one do you want, John? Always black. Always black. All right, I'm bringing you through, uh, two black coffees. And for your friend here, I guess he's going to want a black coffee too. Now, listen, y'all don't sit here all day long. I got to make a living now. I've got kids to feed, shoes to put on their feet. I'll all be right. back in a minute. All right, all right. I appreciate it, Glenda. So, John, I want you to meet my buddy. Oh, yeah, man. Great. This is Chief James Hambrick. Hey, Chief. How are you? Of the Mount Juliet Police Department here in Mount Juliet, Tennessee. How you doing, man? I'm, I'm good, Chief. How, how you doing? I'm doing good. Have we, we met before, man? Uh, nope. Nope. Never seen, never seen you before. This is the first time. You sure? Yep. If I turn around backwards, what, the, what about that look? You know, <laughs> from the rearview mirror. <laughs> Doesn't look familiar now either, though. No, no, still not. No, no. Doesn't, right. doesn't ring any bells? No? Okay. No, no, no. Yeah, no. We, we've never come across each other. Okay, just right. checking, man. Just checking. Well, aside from being the chief of police, he's also a pastor. Mm. And tell us and tell, tell John about the church. Oh, yeah. We're a co pastor of, of Cloet's Cumberland Presbyterian Church in Mount Juliet. Uh, one of the oldest churches, if not the oldest church in Mount Juliet, uh, established in 1795 and uh, mm. still going strong. So mm, we bless uh, it. Yeah, we're we're co-pastors with uh, Pastor Mike Reese, and uh, I have another pastor on staff, Kenny Butcher, and just things are going well. Maybe that's how we know each other, the church. Yeah, definitely. Maybe, yeah, maybe that's, that's it. it. Yeah. You sure it's not the other way, not the other <laughs> profession? <laughs> so yeah, he's a full-time <laughs> chief of police. And a pastor. That's um, two incredible jobs that are 24-7 mm. jobs mm. that he manages to juggle. But I was just telling John earlier about uh, 
about a little bit about you and your history and, and that mm. you were born in, in Nashville, Correct. which is unusual for us to meet people that are born in Nashville. And then you actually left in 1979 to join the Navy and travel the world. Tell me, tell us just a little bit about that. Correct. Um, wanted a, a career in Navy. We had a family friend that was in the Navy and he told me about what he did, uh, ship serviceman and all of the extra money that you made doing that service providing me. And so I told my recruiter, I said, I want a guaranteed A school to ship servicemen, and that's what I want to do. And they said, well, you're ASFAB. You, you can be what you want to be. I said, I want a guaranteed. Yes, I'm not going to sign. And I couldn't sign anyway. I was just 17. My aunt had to sign for me. Uh, but um, uh, just uh, went in, in the Navy, enjoyed it. i seen a lot of places, man. I uh, haven't got on the Westpac, uh, California, Hawaii, Japan, anything like that, but uh, all of Europe, uh, the Caribbean, and different things. I've seen a lot of places, Africa, Australia, mm. different places like that. He's lived all over the all over the world and, and also lived in Philadelphia for a while. Yeah. Lived in Philly. Big city. Yeah, lived in Atlanta. Down in, uh, not Atlanta, in Florida. In, oh, in, in Florida, Florida. Mm-hmm. yeah. Down in Jacksonville. Jacksonville, and, uh, Florida. Yeah, so. And then he came to Mount Juliet. The <laughs> land, was it land between the lakes? or Land between the lakes. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Small town, Small Mayberry, town. USA. <laughs> mm. After being all over the world, Australia, mm. Africa, Europe, yeah, Philly, yeah, Florida. I tell them uh, I'm married in the Mount Juliet. My wife is from Mount Juliet, and so um, we uh, we were in the Antioch area. Yeah. And, uh just saw some things that were were starting to to happen, and you know you can get a glimpse if you pay attention. Get a, mm-hmm. and I said, man, I'm let's go up to your area and see how how things are, and um, and things were different. And different. I remember my first night. You know, I'm being uh, you know in more of a city uh, area. I'm used to if you turn all the lights out in the house. I'm still used to ambient lighting coming through the, you know, street lighting coming through the And street windows. sounds. And, and uh, nothing, man. I almost <laughs> broke my neck. <laughs> almost broke my neck tripping over something. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, uh, it, was, it was dark for real. It was dark. Dark, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Man. Yeah. Um, yeah, people that... Uh, that uh, I have a little cabin in the in down deep in the woods in East Texas, and and people that come and visit from that aren't used to that, they don't know how to act when they hear a hear a, a an animal mm-hmm. make a sound in the middle of the night mm-hmm. outside, or you know it gets dark and it is really really dark, or they see the stars and they go wow, no yeah. right, you know you can wire the stars so bright out here, yeah. and so they don't have that. That ambient light, the light pollution. Yeah, I didn't have, uh, I'd never heard guineas and different things and his peacocks and guineas and different animal sounds yeah. once yeah. we moved up here. But, um, it's man. Like, it's like a whole nother country. Yeah, yeah I, man. But yeah. I, I love it, man. I, I love Mount Juliet and uh, been blessed. Yeah. So you moved to Mount Juliet in what year? It was in uh, 94. 94. Mm-hmm. 94. 94. And of course, the first thing you got to do, you've got a new wife, right? And right. You got to go find a job. Yes. Well, we had a, a job. We were in sales and had a, um, a business uh, out here in Cool Springs. And um, in the, that business, doing right after Christmas, from Christmas to about February, it gets slow. And I'm just not one to sit at home. So I, I, being that I traded up at, at the MAPCO, at that time, it was Jim Dandy, and uh, the manager, Richard, uh, I told him, I said, man, give me a job. And he said, James, you're not going to work up here. I said, yes, I am. So started working up there and uh, worked third shift night and, and loved it, met a lot of people, and one thing led to another. And that's how um, this trek in, in law enforcement began. But uh, we were, um, uh, you know, you had to, People come in or when they finish their, their purchase, you know, with Jim Dandy. He said, have a Jim Dandy yeah, day. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and so, uh, but MAPCO uh, eventually bought uh, Jim Dandy out. And so I was with MAPCO and uh, 
the officers would come in. Uh, that's where they had uh, fuel, and we still, to this day, that's where we fuel up. Uh, they would get coffee and what they needed and just have conversation. And yeah. uh, that's how, uh, how, how it began. They saw something in me and said that, um, hey, you'd make a good officer. Let's talk to the chief about getting you on. And I'm like, uh, hold up. <laughs> I don't know about that, you know. <laughs> I don't know about that. It's, um, let's pray about that. Yeah. So, mm. um, of course, you had, you know, working third shift at, at, a, at a convenience store. It's always nice to offer free coffee to the to the local police officers because you want them hanging around yeah. about as much as you can. That's you know? it. That's and it. Uh, and then they had a, a a fuel account there, so they were there naturally mm-hmm. quite a bit, anyways. And but then that that wasn't your only um, relation that you had with law enforcement. Your wife, mm-hmm. my brother-in-law, I have twin brother-in-laws that are uh, officers, and at that time. Uh, Larry was at Metro Nashville, and uh, uh, Gary uh, was and still is in Murfreesboro uh, Police Department. Yeah. And, and they'd been in it longer uh, before Gary went to Murfreesboro. He was at Barry Hill. And it's something because Larry retired from Metro, but uh, currently he's at Barry Hill. <laughs> so, yeah. so, uh, it's, You've uh, got a little experience at Barry Hill there, don't you? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, yeah. I, I used to work in a studio over there. So, okay. Yeah, we would be, I was all up in Barry Hill for, for a minute. Only doing good things. Good thing. Only being a blessing, though. All right. Yeah. That's right. That's right. No trouble. <laughs> no trouble. No run-ins with the law, except for he dated one, I think, yeah. for, for a minute. Yo, I forgot about that. I did date the police, though, Uh-oh. for a minute. Mm-hmm. But she was down in Murfreesboro. Murfreesboro? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yep. But... So you consulted obviously with your brothers in law. Absolutely. And and uh and then you and Denise prayed over it for, for a while and mm-hmm. and then you went and you met the chief. Right. After you know, uh Jerry, uh, Monday in particular, would come and ask, says the chief wants you to come down. And then he would come, Have you went down yet? Not yet, bro. And, and next week, have you have you went down that meeting? <laughs> Not yet. And that went on for for several weeks, months, actually. And um, finally, I went down and uh, talked with the chief. And as I told chief then, I said I'm coming for a career, not a job. I said I already have a job, right? Uh, but mm. if I come, I'm coming for a career. And mm. uh, uh, he told me at that time, even though I had on my application, he said fill out the application. I just had officer, and he. At that time, they were, Mount Julie was bringing on their first uh, motorcycle officer. And so they were bringing a guy from Lebanon uh, who was already certified um, motor officer. And so they were bringing him. So chief told me to go in, put a slash by my application, slash dispatcher. He said, and I bring in his dispatcher. And that's what happened. There you go. Hmm. That, that, that was the, the foot <laughs> in the door that, that you needed. <clears throat> now, as a dispatcher and a world traveler, former city dweller, <laughs> you saw some things as a dispatcher that made you scratch your head. Oh, yeah. Uh, Mount Juliet at that time, uh, we were in a, a smaller, matter of fact, uh, the city hall where I, I started and the police department where I started. Uh, just small, and but it was just things that I wouldn't, accustomed to or didn't think would go on in a, a city hall and within a police department. <laughs> uh, uh, for example, we had um, outside, had a basketball, outdoor basketball court. And um, I just didn't think that people would just come in with no shirts, sweating and everything and just go, come into the water fountain. <laughs> inside the hallway. They knew there was other, a water fountain inside uh, the police station. Of the police station. <laughs> just in and out, you know. So they didn't even work there. They were just no, outside they just shooting. Outside, just, just, just guys. <laughs> just just guys, man. Yeah. Uh, playing ball. Um, and one gentleman, older gentleman, that would come in and see the chief. And we had an opening, if you can imagine, uh, walking through a door and you're going down the hallway. The chief's office is at the end of the hall. But to go there, you're passing dispatch. And this window I'm talking about is just an opening. It's not a glass-covered window. And we had an older gentleman, and um, there'd be days he would uh, come in and just throw, uh, keep walking, not even look. He'd just throw a bag in, inside. And I'm like, what in the world? And uh, one of the dispatchers, Ann, Miss Ann, she's, she said, oh, that's, 
That's turnip greens uh, one day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and here come another day and it's throw a sack now. All the, that, that's bread. I'm like, homemade bread. Yeah. I'm like, oh, man. man. I'm like, what in the world? <laughs> I, I, at a police department, this is what happens. Like, well, yeah. So for folks who don't know, like, how far outside of, <clears throat> is it northeast of Nashville? How far northeast of Nashville is Mount Juliet? Well, just east of Nashville. It's just, east, it's just like east of Nashville. 20 minutes, and 30 minutes? From downtown, about yeah. 20 minutes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, almost. And, um, but, so, yeah. but where Metro ends is, is their um, jurisdiction for their police force ends. Oh. Where they end, we begin. So mm-hmm. we, we, we uh, are yeah. right at the border with them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Yeah. So it, uh, you would think. Hearing things like that, you thinking this is you probably getting a picture that man, this is way out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> uh, but right next to a metropolitan area. Yeah, and, man. Uh, back then, uh, Mount Juliet was small. I mean, yeah. those that know Mount Juliet now, they they think of Mount Juliet and you automatically think of Providence, but uh, that was no Providence. Right. Uh, <clears throat> you know, it's when we bought our place uh, just right outside of Nashville, sixteen years ago, fifteen years ago. Um, it was funny because you would be in the city and you would be fully in the city driving along and then you would get to one particular spot or one particular turn and you instantly were in the country. Right. <clears throat> and it right. was it was the same way in Mount Juliet yeah. back then that, that you would be fully in the city of Nashville mm-hmm. driving along and within just a few blocks you were in the country in with the country. cows mm-hmm. right, standing right there on the side of the interstate or whatever yeah, you know yeah. and those are those are calls that we still get but they we used to be more prevalent uh, some of the major calls that we would get is uh, uh, Mr. Tomlinson cows is out in the road or horses is out and we still we still get those those calls today you got any um, like tricks on how to get a cow back in to I, do back in? <laughs> <laughs> I do not I do not they call the owner find out who's the owner and you know uh, more times than not uh, people knew who the owner of, of right. the animals were right so that were, small town Everybody knew everybody. Listen, we got a fussing and fighting and pulling them knives and don't get me started on the guns. We got underage drinking and overage thinking, a little drag racing is fun. We catch the same old boy in the same old truck and he always has a beef. And so he bails out swinging and always thinking he can take on a chief like me. Small town, big problems around here. Son, we've got them. Here come the law dog. They're running with the lights on. Small town, big problems. That's what we got around here. At the 1043, steaming up the back seat At the school, at the store, and at the park And the bad part is, they ain't all kids And sometimes, it ain't even dark Small town, big problems Around here, son, we've got them Here comes the long dogs Running with the lights on That's what we got around here Stop mixing up town with a down home and at the county line when it all goes wrong stolen cars at the walmart boosters try to leave but they don't get far small town big problems around here son we've got them and here comes the law dogs he's running with his lights on small town Problems. Blue line, K9. Better 
change your mind Cause that's what we got around here Y'all want some more coffee? I got a fresh pot here. Yeah, I'll take a little topper off. Thank I'll you. Let's get your cup over here. Mm-hmm. There all you right. go. I'll be back in a minute. Remember all what right. I said about not sitting here all day. And of course, and you were telling me one time about uh, in the in the police station there that everybody would smoke. Oh yeah. And it would mm. be full of smoke and mm. fresh turnip greens. Mm. <laughs> you know. <laughs> back in the day. Yeah, every, uh, people smoked, cheap smoke, and that, it was. Uh, Funny because when we finally moved from from that location and was taking you know plaques and things down off the wall, you just saw <laughs> you saw the original color. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you saw the original color of the thing, and it just, it just like, wow, right. yeah, <laughs> like yeah. wow. <laughs> you mean to tell me green wasn't the color? <laughs> Dang man! But uh, when you were. Uh, uh, of course, back then, like we said, talked about it a moment ago, that you had gotten your your foot in the door by putting that. That when the chief said, "Put that slash dispatcher mm-hmm. on there," and and then you were able to start training to be a police officer. Correct, because I started um, as I was a dispatcher. I was also a reserve, so I started with the re- reserve police program, which is volunteer, meaning you're not getting paid for that part. Mm. Uh, and um, But you're still doing the duties of it and riding with another officer at the beginning and uh, uh, getting uh, acclimated to law enforcement. Yeah, And at that time, you didn't have to go to the police academy and then go apply to be a police officer. You could actually attend the academy during that time sure. while, like, during the first year while sure. you were being a dispatcher and reserve officer. Correct. And third shift at the Mapco. Yes, and yeah. it's, that was um, that's funny in itself because when I first started, I didn't just quit Mapco, and so I worked uh, second shift uh, with the police bar, and I had on uniform, and uh, I would just go up uh, at third shift to Mapco, and sometimes I just didn't have time to change, and so I'm behind the counter. Uh, with this police uniform on, and may I help you? Uh, well, I, <laughs> no. I, well, I thought you could. Uh, I, I, I'll just go across the street. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, how many people walked in, seen yeah, you, and yeah, then just yeah, turned yeah. right back around? Yeah, because right. yeah, like there was another convenience store right across the street <laughs> with the shell. And they just, <laughs> you, you imagine these fellows, they're sitting around drinking beer all afternoon, yeah. and then they go, we're out of beer. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go get some more cold beer. Yeah. And then they walk in, and they go, Let's not get, Let's not get in here. Yeah. This is a bad idea. Uh, uh, you know? So it's uh. <laughs> when did you <laughs> sleep, uh, Chief? Good grief! Uh, when what? did you sleep? Oh, when I got off third shift. Oh, okay. Got off, got a little bit of sleep. Yeah, you know, man. I, I didn't require much. Hey, mm. I get four hours, four hours good. Man, four or five hours good. I'm like nine. I need nine, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I hate to say it, but mm-hmm. I get cranky if I don't get nine. Yeah. <laughs> he does. I'm the opposite way. <laughs> if I sleep, if I get eight. I want twelve. I guess. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's funny. Of course, being at the Mapco, you knew a lot of these okay. characters in town. It's a small town. Everybody knows everybody, mm. and and you had regulars that came into Correct. the Mapco all the time. And you knew you knew those guys. Correct. That was one of the things that uh, Denise said. She said, "Well, when it comes down to writing tickets, says uh, you're not gonna be able to write it, and you know everybody. <laughs> <laughs> They're gonna say, hey, James, you come yeah. on, James. <laughs> come on, cut me a break. Cut me a break. Yeah. All, right, all right. See you tomorrow at the Mapco. <laughs> yeah. Saying your first name, man. Yeah, yeah that'd be hard. <laughs> We'll return to Coffee with the Chief in 60 seconds. We now return to Coffee with the Chief. So eventually, you become a full officer, mm-hmm. and um, you're not at dispatch anymore. Correct. And it did not. I didn't dispatch long. Uh, dispatch from August, and in January, I was on the on the road full time. Yeah. Wow. And like you said, uh, at that time, you could. Um, you had up to a year before you actually had to go to the academy. Right. And um, from August, January, I didn't go to the academy to August. Right. So. Hmm. Now, just like everybody else, just like every other business, just like every other organization, there are characters. Hmm. 
you know. And I've known some police officers in, in towns where I've lived before that were absolute characters. I had a buddy named Dan Garrett in Longview, Texas. Dan, I hope you hear this. <laughs> and he was an absolute character. And you were telling me one time about a character that you guys had, but he wasn't an officer. He was a dispatcher. Yes. Tell, yes. J- tell John about <laughs> Brother J.D. J.D. <laughs> He was uh, he was something else. He was old school. He did a, if you can imagine, he, he loved westerns. I mean, and things like that. Even in his living room of his apartment, he had this saddle and everything. <laughs> <laughs> Sit on love, the saddle and watch westerns. Love westerns. <laughs> love John. Sure that's what he was doing. Yeah, love yeah. John Wayne. Love. I mean, but um, he would wear these cowboy boots. You can hear him coming down and. Um, but J.D. was uh, something, man. He uh, Two things that he didn't like was didn't like UT, <laughs> didn't like Jeff Gordon. <laughs> he was all into racing. And the, and the third and, uh, thing he didn't like was if you said something so, bad about John Wayne. Yeah, no. uh, a Buford Pusser. Oh, man, no. he said something, uh, uh, he, he'd come unglued. <laughs> and back then, our dispatchers, we, we wore really the same uniform. Mm. As if it just didn't have guns and, the blues, and all, yeah. all the things. And, uh, but uh, they did allow uh, the dispatchers at the time to start carrying our, our freeze, our pepper spray. And uh, one time, uh, somebody, uh, an officer, said something derogatory about beef with pus. And, <laughs> and J.D. just pulled out his freeze and just sprayed. <laughs> Well, instead of instead of hitting hitting the officer, he hit the chief with no, no. <laughs> JD pepper spray the chief. Pepper spray the chief, and you know pepper spray is not accurate. It's getting it get, everybody, everybody in the room. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so, yeah. Uh, so, but he was. Uh, they would they would uh, uh, tease JD. They would do some things um, in this establishment. From this establishment that we in this 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 Waffle House, this diner. We had a Waffle House. And that was the last thing going out of the. That's where really the city limit in. Right. Uh, right there in Mount Juliet on Mount Juliet Road, and so that was the only place mm. we had. Uh, so we would be in, in there eating, and JD would come across. It'd be you know you eating and it's it's quiet, and all of a sudden you you hear, ten nineteen ten nineteen. They come in on me. <laughs> and 1019 means come to the okay. come to the respond to the the uh the place to the headquarters. Yeah. And um what it was is that they had another door that the courtroom and everything was upstairs. Mm. And guys would go in, it's all quiet, they'd go in and go upstairs and just start jumping around. Stomping up and down on the floor. <laughs> And just uh, man, he would get the holler across that radio, man. <laughs> Ten nineteen, they're coming in on me. They coming in on me, man. He thought they were gonna get him. Yeah. He said somebody's in here. Somebody's. <laughs> but uh, you would just see JD, just uh, man, he 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 get riled up, and he carried this. Um, I say he carried. You would just see it in the corner, this baseball bat. But but the baseball bat wouldn't. Enough by itself. It had screws and nails no. in there. No, it was a bad man stuff. Hey, hey. set in the corner. In case he in case. 19, he yeah. in, defend in himself. Case. In case. And you'd come in, and sure enough, JD'd have that bat in his hand. <laughs> that is funny. But um, now, there was a. You, uh, uh, the chief and I have spent many hours telling stories back and forth on stuff like this and 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 there's a couple of other things about JD that if I remember correctly there was the fact that JD had a speech impediment he did he <laughs> now this is and this is curious because he would stutter right at the same time that he was calling the 1019 right. that, you know there's somebody coming but then on Christmas Eve, what was the tradition? Ooh, man. <laughs> J.D. would ask, he got permission from the chief to um, carry a portable radio home. And, oh, a police scanner? Or, uh, yeah. Uh, no, yeah. The, the well, actual, no, actual. actual no, police radio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just so he can stay abreast and well, so he knows what's going on. Yeah. Well, every uh, Christmas Eve, he wants to do this Christmas 
story, right? Oh. And so he would uh, get on the radio. radio. Yeah. So it's it's about almost midnight, and you'd hear JD, and he he'd come across the radio and, and twas twas twas. The night before Christmas, and he'd go into this thing, and, he, you know, as he said, he stuttered, and yeah. he's getting through this whole thing, and he starts saying, um, and, you know, Santa, he's bringing the sheriff some good things, and he's bringing this one some good things, and he'll say he's bringing the other one. He's bringing him some rocks, and he's bringing this one some sticks. And, <laughs> and if you can imagine through all of this, he's still stuttering, yeah. you know, because when J.D. get excited, you know, whether it's happy excitement or nervous like they're coming in on me excited he, he's stuttering so and he'll go through this whole spiel and it was long and we're just out on the road and we're riding around and we're like come on jd get through and and all of our at that time uh, the radio the uh, mount juliet uh city police uh, mm-hmm. the wilson county sheriff department all of we're all on the same on, on the same frequency and uh we had uh, uh one gentleman Deputy Molly, he would after he got through, JD got he's finished. Yeah, he's done. And we're thinking, thank you. And uh, Molly, man, he would come across and said, 10-9 JD, and 10-9 mean repeat that. <laughs> <laughs> and there he goes again. Twice, 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 twice. <laughs> You got to sit through it all again. And I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> like, man, you're going to kill you, man. Yeah, yeah. JD followed directions. Yeah. yeah. And they said 10-9, repeat yeah. that. Oh, man. Okay. Yeah. You, get it, you get it all again. You get it all yeah. over again. And so next year, man, you just said as to put for that day off. And I put it out. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I know it's a holiday and you get holiday pay, but right. I think we want to <laughs> I don't, think I, I, I don't think I don't think I want to do it. But it was good. Good heart guy. Always yeah, looked out for his officers, man. He wanted his officers safe. He yeah, had, that was his main thing to make sure his 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 officers was safe, man. Mm-hmm. So uh anything like that, uh he uh my fact his sister and my aunt worked together with uh, Metro Nashville okay. uh in their their records uh division and so uh, when he found out that, well, it was like we were kin, man. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it was uh, good. So that, those guys will stick with you from now on. Yeah, yeah. won't they? You, are there any crazy dispatch stories? Like, did you have anybody we, who was caught cheating on? You know, like somebody's wife was like, "Man, I think my." We're no, we're but we're about to talk about. We no. can we can go ready. Are we you, wanted, we're we wanted ready? To, we wanted to keep this clean. Yeah. yeah. Ah! <laughs> We're keeping this family. Yeah, how do you keep the police business clean? Because uh, dirty business, man. Because JD, well, you know, we had a TV and dispatch, and um, man, <laughs> <laughs> JD's watching anything. Hey, he, he he's watching Skinamax, uh, as we used to call it. And the thing when he would answer, you know, the officer would call yeah. call in. You say like, I when I got hired, I was uh, the 14th officer, and so my number was 414. Okay. And so working Thursday, I was at 414 to Mount Juliet, meaning to yeah. dispatch. And he'd respond, 414, go ahead. Yep. And but while he has that, he hadn't turned the TV down. <laughs> so you hear all this background <laughs> noise of these sex scenes and this kind oh, no. of break across oh, no. the radio rib broadcast. Be a broadcast. Oh, oh no. <laughs> Wilson County's hearing it. Yeah. Oh, everybody's hearing it. Yeah, everybody's hearing it. Because scanner, That's people right. with oh, the yeah. scanners uh, yeah, yeah. back then. That's right. <laughs> the, 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 at the diner at the yeah. truck stop, they're going, up oh, there's yeah. J.D. Yeah. yeah, because back then, you know, we didn't have to have encrypted channels. It's right. just, mm. it's just open. And people at scanners, yeah. they, they could just listen. And so people would call, call in and just say, um, What's going on? You got some background noise. <laughs> 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 and not the kind yeah. who we want. Yeah. Now, <laughs> and and of course we talked about Mount Juliet was still kind of a small, quiet town. Yeah, you're talking about what, eleven thousand maybe yeah. wow. in population. Yeah. yeah. And back then there were, you know, uh you would you would have people say, um, I'm gonna be out of town this week. Mm-hmm. Will you come by and have a look at my 
my house or come by and, you know, check on my this or that. And then then routinely they would just as a, you know, as a, as a, as a service and, and something to do when you're not actively busy, they would just go around and pull doors on businesses and make sure that all the doors were locked that, you know, the manager didn't forget to lock the door when they left, Mm -hmm. you know, the, the, the retail store or whatever. Yeah. And, and, and there was a lot of strip malls, you know, not a lot, but they mm-hmm. had their strip malls and 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 you had an interesting encounter with uh with a with a, a potential adversary at one oh, time. Man, that's when uh, I almost shot I almost shot checking the business, man. Now let me ask you this. <clears throat> Did you ever have you ever discharged your weapon in the line of duty over over the last nope. what, twenty seven years? No. Nope. But you were about to I was about to, man. That was early on. <laughs> I was about to checking these these uh, businesses, as you said, um, on the strip malls. And uh, one of the proprietors of the strip mall had antique cars, mm. and uh, in these antique cars, he had them parked inside of the business. I'm just checking the doors and pulling, as you said, pulling on the door handles and checking. Well, I get there one night and I'm checking, and I see all I see is these eyes looking at me. <laughs> Man, I drew, I drew my weapon, man. Yeah. I drew my weapon, man, and um, in the shoot. He, hey, I'm getting ready to get him. Yeah, he's going down, but but he was already dead because it was a bear. He had, <laughs> he had a big, he had a big stuffed bear sitting sitting in the driver's seat of this of this T model Ford, and uh, man. Uh, it was something like Barney yeah, on Andy they, Griffith. I, I, was, I was getting ready to get it and put it down. <laughs> and so I, 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 I was able to tell Mr. Jones that one day. I said, man, I almost re-killed one of your bears, man. <laughs> because I, and that was early on uh, uh, when I was out on, on patrol, had gotten on uh, yeah. by myself, you yeah. know, patrolling yeah. by myself. First time to draw that weapon. <laughs> He's been to hey. shoot yes. a dead bear. Now, yeah. <laughs> and and then early, also early on, your first arrest. Ooh, yes, real early on. We are we're sitting at this thing. Uh, it's called Midway Center, and it's sit, seated on Lebanon Road. And those are just for those that are listening. We have two main corridors. Well, if you count the interstate I forty, you have right. that's one. You have Mount Juliet Road yeah. that goes north and south, and then you have Lebanon Road uh, <laughs> that goes east and west as well. And uh, we were sitting there, and this is before, if you go there now, you're talking about five lanes and things, but this right. was still two-lane road. And we're sitting at this Midway Center uh, talking, and we have somebody come by and say, hey, it's a blue Cadillac all over the road. And so we... You know, perk up and just watch for it. And sure enough, here comes this blue Cadillac. And I mean, all over the road. Cannot maintain a lane of travel. And so we initiate a stop. And uh, just a a small Asian female. And she was, man, she was was lit. (laughs) And and, uh, we're trying to give her commands and her main response to everybody. I don't care who talked to you. You not the boss of me. <laughs> you not the boss of me. And so, and uh, got her stopped. And when she got out of the the, uh, the vehicle, one she didn't put the car in in park. No, oh, no. And so no. It's, it's about it's about the to uh, this car is about to um, is rolling back and it's about to hit. Uh, he was a corporal at the time, Kenny Martin. He's now the city manager. Our city manager. He, <laughs> It's bad. And he jumped in his car real quick, and because he's real, if you know Kenny, he's real particular about his cars. He don't want, he want any uh, dirt in his scratches right. anything. And uh, he jumped in and, and moved it. But we got it stopped and finally got her into into custody. And that's the whole thing. You're not the boss of me. <laughs> Going up up to the up to Lebanon to the. And we get her into uh, the booking. And they're asking her questions. Her response is the same. You're not, You're the, not boss the boss of me. <laughs> I want to meet this lady. So finally, I want to meet this lady. Finally, we, need to hang we out. get her in, and they get a process, and uh, we had a, a jailer, uh, 
and she uh, was a big, she was a good-sized woman. Yeah. And, um, man, she goes back and gets her, and she said when she puts her into the cell and turns around, this lady jumps on her back. <laughs> <laughs> And so she, <laughs> she, she hollers out to my, my sergeant at the time, was named Zach. Uh, well, she hollers, Zach! I said, what's wrong? She said, this crazy lady jumped on my back. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> she said, you're not the boss of me. <laughs> you know? But uh, man, that was, I will never forget that. That was my first arrest. Man. Here we go. You don't lie to go light underestimated little old David. The lions couldn't fight when Daniel started praying. The Israelites crossed on dry ground and left the Egyptians just swimming around. When God's got your back, when God's got your back, just look at old trouble and laugh. When God's got your back, then fishing on. And you ain't called nothing Jesus shows up and says Let me tell you something Cast those nets on the other side And boys get ready for a big fish fry When God's got your back yeah. When God's got your back You can look at that devil and laugh When God's got your back done told us what it's coming to when you hear that trumpet when you hear that shout if your soul is right nothing to worry about when god got your back yes when god got your back you can look at that devil and laugh when god got your back turning your bibles with me to the book of romans 8 Verse 28 says, and we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose, for whom he knew he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn of many brothers. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, he also called, and whom he called, he also justified. And whom he justified, he also glorified. Praise God. Well, Chief, I, I, I appreciate you coming by and having coffee with John and I today. Let's do oh, this again man. next week. Yeah, man. We can do For it. For sure. Man. We yeah. can do it. We need to make this a regular thing. Yeah. I like you know? this little spot. I love hearing the Chief's stories. And, mm. and, and he has great stories as the Chief of Police. And he's got great stories as the pastor of a church. Mm. And and so uh, so we'll visit more in the future for sure. Can you tell us just one final story for today? Uh, um, uh, can I can I make a request okay. for for a yeah. story? Sure. Um, like I said, he's he's not just a, a police officer; he's also a preacher and 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 pastor. You got that heat when you preach? You keep that heat on you. <laughs> Hey man, the devil's busy. You gotta be ready. That's right. You gotta be ready, man. My grandma always said there's only one person that goes to the church more than more than than her, and that's the devil. That's the devil. She wow. said the devil's there more than every time the doors open. Mm. We uh, ain't got to get ready. We stay ready. That's yeah, right. right. That's right. But uh, but those two careers intersect frequently. I would imagine. Absolutely. And and, and I know they do because you've told me stories about it. Um, one story that you that you were telling me um, that, that maybe you'll tell my buddy John is the story of a, a domestic squabble. Sure. We have, um, when you talk about domestics, you're talking about one of the most serious calls for law enforcement. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, you know, there have been 
many officers um, tragically shot and killed mm-hmm. doing these type of encounters. For um, sure. It's you a know, volatile people, situation. It's volatile, uh, very volatile. And sometimes people can't understand the dynamic of why that is. Because even though uh, in most cases it's the man uh, that's perpetrating the violence against the, the, the woman, and then you're taking that, that male out of the home, and then the woman turns against you, yeah. uh, and they don't understand that the wideness of that. And mm-hmm. uh, that can be uh, you're taking one. You, now you just took the breadwinner mm-hmm. away. Yep. You just took the support away. And, and not to even mention the things father about the, the love children. and the father, yeah. things like that. And so uh, we had, um, uh, as some of these calls that we've been on, you, you know, as we've talked about stories uh, uh, are funny, uh, but this is serious. And one night in particular, uh, a domestic situation. And so we get there. And the things you're supposed to do upon arrival is to get the parties separated. We did that, got the stories. And um, I, um, we had about, I had an officer, another officer with me that was riding with me uh, at the time. And um, then I had other officers that backed up and came, and they were ready to just, hey, get the man, get him in, in get the cuffs on him, and let's get him mm-hmm. to jail. Uh, but the, the spirit told me just slow things down, just slow things down mm. in here, and they're, they're wanting to go. So I said, I'll tell you what, y'all just leave. And uh, I, Dennis and I, we, we'll, we'll handle this. And so I looked, and they're just being led by the spirit, uh, set them down. We talked about what went on. Gratefully, this wasn't where he had really just beat the woman down, anything like that. Mm-hmm. But, um, but the law is, the law is that you shall make an arrest unless there's a clear and compelling reason not to. That's the statute. And so I sit them down and I, I told them verbatim the statute. I said, but you want to know my clear and compelling reason? And I, I pointed to these th- these kids that were seated right there. Mm. I said, tonight, this is my clear and compelling reason. Um, and then um, was able to pray with them. And from that day, I started seeing, because I had grandkids in the in the school system as well, and I would go to school, and I would see this this man engaged with his family, man, mm. and um, it would thank me, uh, come up and thank me, and, mm. and the wife would thank me and just talk about how well their lives are now and how they've changed and how much involved and engaged this father is with his children and kids now. Mm. And it just made a difference, man. And I, I believe, I really thoroughly believe if I would have just taken him to jail that night, Allowed him just to go to jail that night. We wouldn't have that same outcome. It would have. It city. was a turning point. Yeah, it, yeah. it would have just completely changed the complexion yeah. or the direction that that guy's life was headed. Yeah, yeah. 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 And um, so it, you know, it's the the thing about can we is not always in line with should we. Right. And mm. so that's uh, and and being being led because I've been in ministry a lot longer than policing, so. Uh, just being led and man, and knowing that man, we're dealing with more than just flesh and blood. We're dealing with souls here, yeah, and so uh, allowing the spirit to speak. And uh, I mean, it's been—it uh, always got, gave me joy. I mean, I was not just in the school would I see this gentleman. I'd be out at, at the store, uh, at one of the supermarkets, and just see how this family was. And, and every time they they wave and. Uh, hey, they would call me chaplain. You know, right. they say, "Hey, chaplain." You know, and um, just wow. it just does my heart good to to know that you know you can make a difference in somebody's life like that. Make yeah. a difference one call at a time. You could it could have been a completely different outcome, <clears throat> where first of all they may not have ended up together, mm-hmm. and every time they saw you. You would have been a negative figure that Correct. they saw instead of a positive influence mm. in their lives and, and mm. at that time. That's just that's that's long lasting yeah. effects on on a on a split decision based on listening. Listen. Yes, and then the what they were transferring to their their children, right? Because their children Absolutely. would run up to me, yeah. we'd be at the store and go sit down to chat. 
you know. That's and, right. Yeah. So right. it's just uh, it's just awesome, man. Well, we've all got things to get to, so maybe we'll have one more cup of coffee and. No. Y'all been here 45 minutes. It's time to go. <laughs> you got to get that money. I see. I hear you, Listen, Glenda. Listen, we're starting our lunch crowd now. Beat it. All right. Well, we'll see you next Tuesday, Glenda. All right. Y'all be sure and ask for my section. Oh, yes. You know it. Y'all are good tippers. Sounds good, bro. Yeah. Count me in. Yeah. I'm Thank there. you, Chief. Oh, you're welcome, bro. Thank you. John, stay out of trouble. I'll try. Mm. Never. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be ballin' with the man, riding with the chief. Them country folks slick down in Tennessee. Tryna hit a lick like the lottery. Better keep your hands where my eye can see. You'll be rollin' with the man, riding with the chief. This has been Coffee with the Chief, starring Chief James A. Hambrick, Ph.D. Follow the Chief at facebook.com slash James A. Hambrick. If you've enjoyed the new and original music you've heard in this pod play, you can stream or download these songs anywhere, anytime, from wherever you get your music. Or simply visit podplays.com for the songs, more podplays containing more original music, and entertaining bonus content. Search for the free podplays app in the App Store now. Hey, I just want to take a quick second and tell you that if you want to be a fly on the wall in conversations you probably wouldn't be able to listen to otherwise, you really need to subscribe to the Marty Ray Project Chats podcast. Marty Ray and Chris Wallen chat with some of the most interesting people in entertainment, from Burt Kreischer and Vanilla to Faison Love, DDP, Dina Carter, Herb Dean. They chat with some really interesting people. This show is like potato chips. I guarantee you, you can't just listen to one. Subscribe, download, rate, and review the Marty Ray Project Chats wherever podcasts are heard. Great stories, epic songs. Pod plays. If you enjoy the new and original music you discover in Podplays, be sure to stream or download these songs anywhere you currently get your music. Simply search the artist name Podplays, and please remember to like, follow, and share with all your friends.